razón El tiempo pasó, me arrepentí Ahora pediré tu perdón Mi indecisión causó el gran error Hello everybody, welcome to Weave You Yasha A real fun podcast But don't take it from me Take it from those three I'm Sean I got super drunk before recording. <laughs> We're here to talk about episode 24, Enter Sango, the Demon Slayer. Or, as I like to call it, move over, Yura. There's a new hot pot in town. <laughs> She's got probably the very best introduction. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about how great it is and uh, how efficient and uh, they hit all the right story beats. I am a touch. Well, it's not all about uh, how sexy you dress, Lindsay. It's about your personality as and well. Your, your ability to murder you. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that Sango is a good person <laughs> and probably wouldn't steal my hair and, <laughs> and pet my skull. <laughs> I feel like it could turn Yura around if I really tried. I don't know about that. <laughs> I would talk to her about Star Trek. She would be like, oh, that's interesting. Tell me more. <laughs> I'll say, too, uh, if you had said no to doing this podcast, saying, I don't have the time, and I try to watch the episodes just by myself, I would experience such regret once I got to this episode. It's like, oh, my God, I wish I had a podcast to talk about how great this episode is. But then I'd just type <laughs> everything to you, and I don't know if that would satisfy it in the same manner. Oh man! Uh, so let's let's start talking about this. Uh, a giant demon is attacking a village. No, it's not. It's a giant centipede. So the village uh, calls the Slayer, and here comes Sango walking up the middle of the road. Yeah, what an entrance! Everyone parts. She's just got her boomerang over her shoulder and her badass costume. Mm, oh yeah, the costume is everything throws that boomerang and pretty much destroy the, destroys it in one hit, but just for a good measure, <laughs> the boomerang comes back and hits it again. But as the uh, demon dies, a jewel shard falls out of it. And she goes, hmm. The, I think somebody asks, uh, what's that you got there? This Oh, they offer to give her payment. She goes, no, I'll just take this. Uh, it came from my village after all. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, we've gotten a lot of history of like where did it come from all important questions that take place before the show and uh, we get a real quick fan service shot it's not much but uh, it's we see her legs but she just uh, someone pointed out on reddit that she's smart enough to have civilian clothes but battle in her armor so that she doesn't get her civilian clothes all messed up <laughs> Yeah, And here's what's great about her introduction, too. It would have been real easy for this to be kind of like, yeah, right, trying too hard. Uh, her being really good at killing things. But I think her personality makes up for it because she's not a uh, stoic, uh, brooding monster. She's just, like, happy to be here, happy to help, and uh, full of joy. <laughs> yeah, um, I love the shot when she's done changing. And she just pops her head out, and she just smiles and says, "Okay, I'm done." And it's just, yeah, yeah, it's like she looks so badass walking towards the demon. She had her mask on, and yep. you know the whole thing. 
and then she changes and she's just a nice normal girl yep she's never looked more attractive than in that moment where she's like <laughs> bye everybody she reminded me of um uh katsuragi from evangelion she has that kind of look to her uh, not the same sort of personality they're both uh, bubbly and joyful but uh, katsuragi is is kind of a ditz all right but we cut to our gang Shippo is, uh, they're all at a campfire at night. Shippo is asking about the stars. Well, he's, I guess he's commenting on how many stars in the sky there are. And every time he does this, I do have a thought in my head that's like, dumb Shippo, shut up. Why are you asking about this? But I, it's more like he's commenting on the long road they have ahead. Are there as many stars in the sky as there are the shards that we're looking for? No. No, bitch. Oh, you make me kind of adorable little Shippo. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, he's done nothing to warrant this. I don't... I think you can stop it. He's done nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he's done a couple things. He saved the shard. He calls in Yasha okay, out on his... He fell down a chain. He was nice. <laughs> <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> but he got the jewel to... What's her face? <laughs> Kukome. Okay. <laughs> so he did do something but Inuyasha uh, he has a plan don't worry everybody uh, even though they have a lot of shards to collect they have somebody working for them Naraku who is also collecting shards and then once he gets all of them they'll just kill him and take his shit yeah it's gonna be that easy <laughs> great plan now I love Inuyasha's cussedness and his confidence but of course Shippo says no no stupid He's going to get stronger with every shard. And it, the look on his face is as though he's never thought of that before. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Aww. He's getting sh stronger with each one. Maybe I'll lose a fight with Naraku. <laughs> but, uh, Moroku uh, stops some child abuse because Shippo just can't let it go. He's like, God, even I, like, are you dumb? Because I'm, look how young I am. I'm Shippo for fuck's sake. <laughs> even I thought of this. But Moroku steps in and is like, don't, don't hit the child, please. Uh, what are your plans uh, after you get the Shikhan jewel? He says, to become a full demon, of course. You want to be strong. Nobody wants to be a wimp. And Moroku, of course, asks the question that, I guess Inuyasha just doesn't think ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> well, would that change you? Would you become evil, perhaps, if you became a full-fledged demon? But he thinks to himself, uh, no, because every demon I've fought is bad beforehand. Yeah. And uh, I will for sure keep my personality once I have the jewel. Hmm. Love my confidence in the Yeah. <laughs> it wins fights. It loses philosophical arguments <laughs> and the long game. And uh, Moroku says, well, what if you try to eat us? And, um, oh, I love it. Yeah, it's like, you wouldn't eat me, right? Wouldn't he eat you first, Moroku? Shippo asks. <laughs> so, oh, I'll be long gone. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have abandoned you. That was great. I was like, yeah, you can hurt Shippo and Kagame. It's like, what about you? Moroku ate yeah. no dummy. See, his problem is he does think ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he already had an exit plan yeah. when, for when they do get the whole start. Exit strategy. Uh, yeah, so most of this conversation, I did think that because where we left off in the last episode, that Kagome, her idea of taking a step back was she was in her own time. She went home to her own time, Kagome, and uh, didn't want to see Inuyasha for a while. But we learn she's just sleeping away from the fire 
but unbeknownst to them is listening to this conversation and uh, becomes very worrisome. That, uh, what is this for? What are we doing? Uh, once he gets the jewel, is he just going to kill us all kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, the first episode was so long ago when he was trying to kill Kagome right. for the jewel. And then, you know, they've been on this this journey. She's come to care for him. He's not nearly as bad as he wants to be. He yeah. really does care. Yep, he uh, and you know, learning about his old relationship with Kikio has uh, softened, and uh, how heroic he can be when he rises out of the well like a badass to kill an ancient <laughs> no mask. She's probably more worried uh, that he would lose that side of himself if he became a demon, and she does not want that to happen. Yeah. So after that little conversation, uh, Sango returns home to a village of slayers. Everyone's happy to see her come back from a job well done. She's brought some gross demon parts and a jewel shard. And her little brother, Kohaku, says, Father wants to speak with you. I mean, the lord of the town does. They go into the lord's hut where he is attempting to purify the jewel, but he cannot. And the last person who could purify the jewel has been dead for a while. Is that 50 years? <laughs> eh, what if they're talking about the person we all know? <laughs> I think we wondered this last time, like what power she still has as a uh, yeah tragic pri- priestess. Yeah, I cannot, I cannot recall. Sango and Kohaku exit, and the father says, uh, "Kohaku, go train." It's like, okay, so Ko- Oh, because he's going with them. Yeah, they have a job that night, so it's going to be his first uh, on-site training. Training he in the field. 11. It is way past time that he got some actual battle experience. Way past time. <laughs> we start at eight, young man. <laughs> You're more into reading and video games, apparently. So. Soft. He's a real softy, <laughs> but they're trying. And he looks. I mean, they really should have probably put him in the field earlier, but now it, he has a little more agency. He just doesn't want to, but. Sango's trying to say is like it's not that scary just keep your wits about you the scariest demons are the ones who disguise themselves as humans oh. awfully prophetic Sango but Kohaku is training with a essentially a hook on a chain yeah it's, it kind of reminds me of um oh back to the era where they had um what's it Sickles and pitchforks and stuff. It reminds me of kind of like one of those things, but on yeah. a chain. And he's good with it. He can hit watermelons and leave a poor little butterfly <laughs> safe. Doesn't have a lot of battle experience yet. Mm. Real nervous, real scared. Well, I'm sure this training mission, uh, nothing will go wrong and he'll be able to. <laughs> well, I'm sure they thought it was a good time because so many of the slayers were together yep. to take down one demon. And they'd be able to guide him if uh, he needed any help. Yeah. They're not going to do that thing where they leave him for three days in the woods. (laughs) Find your way back to town. Bye. (laughs) And the other slayers they go on this mission with, they're not family. They're just the top slayers in the town. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah. uh, What else? Oh, and before we leave the village entirely, we do meet uh, Kirara. No. Who's like a cat. I think a cat demon. A kitsune? I'm not sure what, because she has her little tiny kitten form with the two tails, and then she's got like her 
saber cat form. Yeah, but we don't see that saber cat form yet until later. So they go, they're on the job now. It's at night. We've got a whole team of slayers ready to help the shogun uh, get rid of the giant spider demon that's been. <laughs> Comes from the sky. <laughs> who is a little skeptical that they've brought a young woman and a child. And uh, the father vouches for them. Yeah, the worst kind of an ass. <laughs> he didn't uh, seem all too welcoming. Uh, no. It's like the, the uh, lord from Samurai 7, who's also at every opportunity uh, proving uh, how poor his character is. Seems like another one of those types. Kohaku silently just kind of resents that his dad had to lie. It's like, well, just prove yourself, Kohaku. Just yeah. do He's your kind best. Kind of feeling the pressure, yep. I think. But just then, the giant spider comes out of the sky. I didn't think it was going to be that big. <laughs> That'd be like the spider heads from uh, oh. the black-haired Inuyasha episode. Mm -hmm. But no, <laughs> much bigger. And after uh, Kohaku trips over the threads and gets an assist from another slayer, they slice at it, and Sango, of course, has the killing blow. Do you know her attacking word? Miraiku. It's very good. <laughs> Which is the name of her weapon. It is just the name of her weapon. Mm -hmm. So they have felled this giant spider, but everyone is very impressed with Sango. And as they go to harvest it for parts, <laughs> and just about as they're getting ready to cut off the head, this is where uh, Kohaku wants to help. It's like, oh, I'm coming. And we see something. Something going towards his neck. And then he slows to a stop. This is where the episode gets fucked up. Yeah. In one move, pretty much, he kills the two other slayers and his own father with his hook thing. Yeah. He really leaves no room for final words or <laughs> words of warning or anything. And the look on Sango's face is like, oh. She has to fight him very defensively. She like won't attack him. Yeah, I think she's just confused. Like, what? Yeah. You what gave <laughs> no lead up to this whatsoever. Yeah. Why would you kill our dad? And as she's uh, holding him back with her sword, she sees the thread going to his neck. And the source of the thread is the Shogun, who has held his guards back because this is this is wonderful oh, entertainment. Yeah. Yeah, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> we also... um. I forgot to mention, uh, as the giant spider demon was coming from the sky, we got a, a glimpse of the prince who is sitting in his room and uh, recovering from an unknown illness. But anyway, uh, once Sango sees the thread going to the shogun, she goes to attack him. And does she kill, you think, the guards? It looks like she knocked him out of the way because she still had her boomerang. And it looks like she kind of yeah. uses it like as a... Like a cow plow or something. Yeah. <laughs> a cow catcher. <laughs> Shove them to the side. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And But before she can get to the Shogun, that's when Kohaku stabs her in the spine <laughs> with... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which is what he's done metaphorically, too. And, of course, that's when he wakes up. Yeah, like, immediately. Like, that thing's still in her back, and he's like, oh, shit, what have I done? Yeah. And he, as he starts running forward, he gets shot with a bunch of arrows and dies. And, yes. And then she falls towards him. And collapses on top of him. And they shoot her with more arrows. Mm -hmm. Damn. Yeah. Brutal. Quite an episode. <laughs> and then the prince 
comes out and yeah. stabs the shogun. Yeah, his... and everyone's like, "What have you done? You've killed your father." This is dad, right? I think so. Yeah, and he was like, "No, it was a demon." And then like the shadows all like, "Yeah," stabs the shadow. An invisible spider demon. Very interesting. He stabs it real quick. The prince says, I've been wondering why my father uh, had been sick. I was like, oh, okay. You could have gotten up and uh, done something before Sango has her entire family murdered. Yeah. But, but thank you. <laughs> and then as an act of like, benevolent to have its players buried in the corner of the garden. Mm-hmm. Let's give them a proper burial. So then we're back with our gang, and they are searching for um, our gang. Oh, they came across that little village where um, Sango killed the centipede. Yes. And um, they're the ones who said, well, this player took the shard back to her village. So they're interested, too. Yeah. And... Inuyasha had only known of it uh, from Kikio as the guardian, but don't know how it came to be. And the uh, they don't know exactly where the Slayer's village is. Oh, but that night, um, all those demons... They saw in the air. Yeah. Flying. A giant horde of demons are flying overhead, so they give chase, which, good thing, because it's going to lead them right to the village. As the two guards in the uh, prince's village are lamenting the loss of the slayers, Sango's hand rises out of her crib. Crawls out of the fucking ground like Beatrix Kiddo. Yep. The prince happens to be out for a lovely night uh, breather and says, Oh, the slayer. Hello. <laughs> She's still alive. <laughs> so that's where they've got her laying. You know, they've got like the blankets on her and the bandages. She oh. just looks pissed as hell. Oh, yeah, that's a great shot. But this uh, that is after what happens next, which her village is raised to the ground by all of these demons. But Naraku is observing it first and then uh, meets all of the demons who have gathered five shards in a little hut. And they're all gathered around them. He was really high-roading them. He's like, I... I guess you guys wanted to destroy the village after I told you it would be unprotected. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, kind of like, I didn't tell you to. I just happened to mention. Where the village was, that they're killing your your kindred uh, spirit, or well, your kin. And, uh, <laughs> but as they attack him, he just absorbs them all into his body. So he has his own little wind tunnel in his soul, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and then he just takes the shards. I wonder if more demons also make him stronger. I think there might be a little arc where purposefully let's use strong demons to absorb. Ah, interesting. So after he takes the shards, that's when our gang comes across the uh, raised village. Yes. How says, tender. Inuyasha's the one, you know, Inuyasha, who's all about the jewel shards and screw humans, he's like, you gotta bury these people, it's yeah. cruel not to. If he had any sort of self-reflection whatsoever, he would realize that he's probably not cut out to be a demon, because this sort of stuff really bothers him. And it bothers him more than when they're eating rice in that, not rice, when they're eating noodles in that field oh, yeah. full of dead bodies. He was just like, eh. Uh, this uh, this is uh, uh, has sort of a soft spot for demons attacking uh, humans and doesn't like it. But Moroku agrees, but as they're about to set to the task, the scary saber-toothed tiger comes around the corner. Guess who shows up after a long absence? An old friend? 
a, a very <laughs> a very old friend uh, who uh, misses Inuyasha so much that he starts sucking on his nose. <laughs> it's our old friend Miyoga with a small Miyoga ex machina preventing a fight. Yeah. Uh, Kirara uh, transforms back into her small cat-like form. We cut back to the young prince uh, who is tending to a very pissed Sango, as you said. And she can't express any emotion other than blind rage. She yeah. sits there. They're all just like trying to tend to her and she is just, you can see like a smoke coming out of her ears. Yeah, She's just like... like... And then our prince goes uh, to the door to discuss matters of this with his chief advisor, who is Naraku. Oh, no! No! Doesn't he know it's the worst person to take advice from? And Naraku says that he went to the village to tell them about what happened, but discovered that it had been burned to the ground. Oh, he says it was burned to the ground by Yes. Here's what's insidious about this lie, too. And I'm using the word insidious because I think that's the title <laughs> of the next episode. Here's what's uh, horrible about this lie that he tells. It's a half lie because he's not lying about uh, Inuyasha's motivations. He's perhaps lying about his methodology. Of, it, it, we know he would never burn an entire village and kill everybody. But he does want that jewel shard. So right. he's really banking on half of a misunderstanding and uh, hoping these two people yeah. will take each other out. I mean, if they had met and asked questions first, I mean, Sanko could have said, are you Inuyasha? Are, mm. you, half, are you looking for the jewels? And he'd be like, yeah. So you could become a full demon? Yeah. yeah. That or, would be like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's time for us to fight. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, had she asked enough questions that... Yeah, so uh, Naraku, he knows people's weaknesses. He likes playing them off of each other. That's when he high roaded those demons. He's like, I knew you would do this. I don't know why I gave him that voice. (laughs) I knew. This is cross cut with Miyoga saying that as he was hanging out with these slayers and learning about the origin of the Shikan jewel, he saw a white baboon following him. And that's when our gang knows Naraku. He must be behind this. And this episode ends with Sango vowing vengeance upon the half-demon Inuyasha. Yeah. Oh, God. I love that. So as soon as he's like, yeah, you know, he knows what's attack. All of a sudden, she is at the door, and she says, give me my weapon. I'm out of here. And we end <laughs> on that. I tell him, give me my weapon. We end on that shot of Naraku smiling and saying, yes, it's all going according <laughs> to plan. Ah, All-around fantastic episode, I would say super quick pace, especially compared to the last few. Mm-hmm. Very action-packed. Not a moment wasted, and I'll say it's a good thing we had the previous episode uh, all of that room to breathe and for Kagome and Inuyasha to take a step back from each other, because I don't think any romance would have really fit. Uh, so I think that's what the um, what we can interpret from the previous episode, is that's the show telling us that we're going to cool it with the uh, will they, won't they for a short time. Maybe it'll come back soon, but uh, at least they have a logical real world excuse for the characters to have some distance. And uh, we're just going to look for the jewel for a while. And uh, yeah. we, get, we have Sango to introduce. Damn it. And I love, um, they put so much into this episode, but it doesn't feel rushed. Mm-mm. You um, can relate to Sango 
like immediately he thought like her whole story right there and even though so much happened in one episode I mean you instantly like her yeah and a hackier show I think would have started with her wandering uh, Japan her family having been killed off screen and then Naruto just shows up and lies to her and the fact that we get to see it happen and experience it with her is wonderful and more shows should not be afraid to do that and just rip joy away from us yeah even though we just you know it wasn't like um we're seeing this happen to like you know kagome or someone we've been with longer it was a brand new character but she was still so and how she dealt with and reacted to it and stuff it's just it's really uh believable Mm mm-hmm and, uh, anyway, that ends uh, this episode of We View Yasha. Was just heaping glowing praise upon this uh, top contender for when we rate every episode in the season, which is coming up, folks. Woo! Almost there. As is Lindsay's game that she's going to make me play. What's that tech? <laughs> Lindsay? <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>